Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. So I'm here today with Nick Morris, who's the Deputy Director of Public Works. He oversees solid waste and special projects. Thanks for being here. Ah, thank you, Caleb, for having me again. You got it. So I guess to start, you know, I just kind of want to talk about Pennsylvania County's solid waste overall. Pennsylvania County is very rural, very spread out. So we face a challenge in, in trying to provide solid waste services to our residents. So can you kind of t- walk me through what services we provide, how we provide them, how that works as far as solid waste goes? Right. I, I think you, the best way to start is what the concept of solid waste is and how it's changed over the years. I grew up in rural Oklahoma, and like most people around here, each farmer was responsible for collecting their own trash and most of us had either a gully or a nice burn pit and we took care of it ourselves mm-hmm. what we found out our immediate fix to what were everyday problems created problems with our environment mm-hmm. so solid waste really through the 50s and 60s and then 70s and really took off in the 80s with federal government oversight requirements to create sanitary landfills mm-hmm. and so that's where the counties stepped in to start how do we meet that requirement and that's where we are today so we have a 450 acre sanitary landfill started in 1974 so we have a very citizen friendly protected landfill that will mm-hmm. be good for us for you know, 100 to 150 years even with the large amount of trash we're taking into so that's where we are now so the federal government has dictated you know you will have a sanitary landfills to meet all these requirements our forefathers in the county government saw this in 74 and just has really taken off to have a great location with great capacity. Right. And then our current uh, administration has built on that with convenience sites mm-hmm. so that our citizens can go out and within five miles and can find a place to drop their trash. Right. And, it's, and that trash includes household waste and then also larger items. I know a lot of people dump their trash and they don't really think what happens after that point. They throw it in the in the bin at the convenience center. So kind of walk me through what happens from when someone throws their, their bag of trash in the dumpster at the convenience site to, you know, then what happens to it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great piece. We have 21 convenience sites and then we have 10 other what we call small convenience sites or small box sites. As those sites fill up, we're running nine trucks and then a boom truck, which has a little crane on it to smash down trash as it gets overflowed. Joe Citizen, Mr. Uh, Ayers goes and he takes his trash, he drops it off, he goes on to work. Mm -hmm. We will have a truck every day run to those sites on the rotation. Right. And they'll pick that up, secure it so it's safely transported down the road, help clean up the site, bring it to the landfill so it can be crushed, smashed, buried. And then the truck will depart with an empty box and that whole cycle starts over. So it's a lot more than just take it to the site and that's the end of it. We implemented a $120 a year solid waste fee several years back. I know generally that goes to covering these solid waste expenditures like the convenience centers, like the landfill. I mean, how much how much are we talking about as far as money goes for those things? Well, solid waste program has a $1.3 million annual budget. Now, that's just to operate landfill regulations, convenience sites, ensure trash is picked up, mm-hmm. and to meet our regulatory requirements of inspections, water samplings, things like that salaries. On top of that, you think about what it costs. So like I said, we have nine trucks running. Uh, We have a $7.8 million capital investment plan over the next five years. Mm -hmm. That includes things such as almost $1.6 million in new equipment. We just purchased a newly fully rebuilt compactor. Mm -hmm. We have a new cell expansion. So again, 450 acres, those cells, those have to be constructed a very certain way. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's going to cost us well, probably close to $6 million over that next five years mm-hmm. to expand those sales, close the next one. 
we're going to keep trash running, do it safely, and make the most efficient use of our landfill space. Uh, we have to be smart, but it does take money. Mm-hmm. And that solid waste fee covers the general operating costs. But then also those those big capital costs you mentioned, you know, those that money has to come from somewhere too. And that's why recently Pennsylvania County has sort of turned to accepting trash from other places to cover some of those expenses. Correct. Those costs have to come from somewhere. Someone has to bear those costs. And either the citizen bears them through increased taxes in one form or another, or we supplement. And the best way to do it is can we take revenue generating uh, enterprises and make them better revenue generating Mm -hmm. enterprises? And that's what we're doing with the landfill. We have have several contracts and are actively, I mean, our board has made it clear that they, they want to continue to use the landfill. You know, in the past, I know it was sort of barely break even, but maybe even losing money on the landfill. They're, they're seeing it as more of an asset to make money instead. Exactly. And, and you want leaders who do that, right? We all want leaders as a citizen taxpayer. We want our leaders who aren't just asking for money, but are looking ways to generate it within the enterprises and tools we have. And the mm-hmm. landfill is probably one of the most consistent and dependable manners that our county has for revenue generation. Right. As you mentioned, you know, our landfill has that extremely long lifespan that could easily extend over 100 years. But then how does the the outside trash factor into that? If we were just to stay on the forecast population growth for Pennsylvania County and only collected Pennsylvania County trash in our landfill, our engineers predict that we'd have max of 150 year lifespan on our landfill. Mm -hmm. By taking in the trash from the outside contracts, we've moved that down to somewhere between the 100 year mark. Right. And I want to talk to you about the convenience centers too. So I know in the past, our convenience centers were not particularly nice. We've we've done a lot in the last several years to try to fix that. This is somewhere where our citizens are going, so we want to make sure that it's a nice place, that it's a nice experience. So can you talk to me about some of the changes in the last couple of years? One of the most important parts, like you said, is that that impact or interaction with the citizen. Right. Uh, The changes that the administration has implemented over the years have been, one is we opened up larger sites. So before almost everything was a small box site. So you just drive up to kind of like pulling in behind the Goodwill, you know, and throw your stuff in the trash can and drive off. Right. We have a few of those left, but most of it has been um, new, what we call the major convenience centers where we have compactors. We have separate boxes for both household trash, small bagged items, and then the larger items like couches. Mm-hmm. And then we have people there. At the smaller sites, they come three to four hours a day, and they'll make sure that the compactor is run, things are cleaned up, right. pick up trash along the fence line. At our larger sites, we have some of the larger sites where they're manned as long as the gates are open mm-hmm. uh, during working hours of the day, usually till about 8 p.m. in the evening. Right. Our number one task to all of our site attendants, full-time, part-time, if they're just there three hours or they're there on a manned site, their number one task is customer service. Right. No, and I think that, yeah, that's important, the the customer service aspect of it, that this is, I mean, this is a service to the customers, so we we need to make it a good one. I know that our, our budget for this upcoming fiscal year actually includes money for three new convenience centers, correct? It does. It does indeed. And we're hoping to get those three will be at Meadows Ridge, uh, which we call a mega site. So it'll be a great big, pretty much like uh, very similar to Mount Hermon. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got one that'll be at Climax and then Level Run. Okay. And then the other thing that's in our uh, budget, so each one of those will provide, again, the goal is in an area where possible, we can remove the small boxes. Right. And get get away from a unmanned, very crowded small box site, turn it into a convenience center with compactors and multiple boxes. Mm-hmm. Lots of room to turn around, safely drive. Right. Uh, drive-throughs if all possible. And that's what we're doing with those budget funds. Mm -hmm. The other thing we're doing with those budget funds is uh, getting recycled pads built and recycle large recycle boxes out to Mm -hmm. all the sites. 
And that, so that's coming within the next year. It, it it all is. those sites will have those. It is. I want to talk to you too about the, the convenience centers. I know our manned sites, as you mentioned, we have five of those that, you know, sometimes those get filled up and then end up having to close. So talk to us about kind of what the, the reasoning behind that is, why that happens and, and what we're doing to try to make the, even that process better. Again, customer service is first and foremost, but safety is second. You know, safety includes making sure that we don't have trash spilling over the boxes. Right. If you have trash spilling out into the road, be it large debris trash or small household trash, it's unsafe to a citizen. It's unsafe to our workers, and it's unsafe for our truck drivers who come and remove it. Somewhere we have to stop intake of trash so we can get that box changed out. So since January, we have had an increase of 20 tons a month. Over 2020, 2019, and 2018. Wow, mm-hmm. that's a month mm-hmm. in our and just in just, just local in our, citizen just in our trash. local citizen mm-hmm. trash in our convenience sites. And so what that has resulted in is some of those busier sites uh, we have been forced because everything is just packed full. Uh, we have been forced to close down, close the site. Uh, don't like to do it, but again, that safety aspect right. dictates really that we do it so that trash isn't just laying around. Mm-hmm. It's not an unsafe situation for the citizen. And so we've implemented a communication chain that hopefully using uh, your skill set and connections with social media and websites mm-hmm. that the site's supervisor or uh, individual there will think that they're getting full, getting to unsafe level on the box. They'll call our uh, convenience site coordinator. Right. He'll verify it. That it needs to be closed down. And then he'll let me know. As soon as he lets me know, I shoot out a broadcast information to county administration and you, and then you put that information out to our citizens so that hopefully they'll have a head to, heads up that says, hey, this site X is closed mm-hmm. for this reason. It should be reopened tomorrow morning or later this afternoon. Say it happened on a Sunday morning. Every Sunday we run what we call a boom truck on uh, many of our busiest sites so that we can go. All it does is pack things down. Right. And so maybe... A site got busy on a Saturday evening, overflowing on Sunday morning. We can close it for a few hours, mm-hmm. pack it down, open it back up, and it. But the key to that is us communicating that with the citizens. Right. No, and I want to say, you know, we're we apologize for the lack of communication the last few times. I mean, we we closed the site and put the signs outside of the site, but haven't really been actively trying to spread the word. So from from I me mean, from here on out, you know, follow our Facebook page, follow our website. We're, we're going to be posting updates as soon as, as sites are closed. We will be notifying the public just to make sure, yeah, that, I mean, we know that. We, I mean, I think me and you both know that feeling of, of no, showing definitely. up somewhere that you think is open and finding out is closed and there no one told you. I mean, that's, that is a frustrating feeling. So that's something that, that we want to avoid. The other part to remember on that, though, if you do pull up to a site, our uh, site center coordinator has done a great job that our new signs on all of our sites give you the directions and the location of the near next nearest mm-hmm. site. Uh, so, it, you know, you don't have to guess. Uh, again, it's frustrating. And sometimes you, right. you know, you have to put another five miles into your drive, uh, which again, not discount the frustration, but, mm-hmm. but that information is there. Right. So we'll continue to use more channels and get that information out and hopefully make it a more pleasant minor disruption for our citizens. No, that's great. And, and the one last thing I wanted to talk to you about is the, um, I know you've been working with different groups around the community who are, who are working to pick up trash in places, I mean, alongside of the roads and other places like that where, where litter gets dumped. Can you talk to me about that, kind of what's been going on there? And if, if someone is interested in doing that, what do they do? Roadside trash and litter is a problem in Pennsylvania County. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to point to a lot of reasons why, but in the end, it's just a 
just a problem. And so there are several programs out there already with um, Virginia Department of Transportation. VDOT has their Adopt a Highway program. Mm -hmm. And then Keep Virginia Beautiful is another kind of federally supported nonprofit, and they work hand in hand. We're working with both of those to get uh, make sure that we have supplies readily available so that if your group, be it a family group, a neighborhood group, a church group, or a community group wants to pick up trash, if they get hold of VDOT, they don't have a site yet, and they just want to say, hey, I'm picking up my mile of road, right. they can contact our office out at the landfill, and we can get them those supplies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all the vests, all the pickers, all the trash bags. Mm-hmm. Contact VDOT if you can't get hold of VDOT or you just want to do it locally call me at the landfill and we'll get you the coordinate to get you the gear and help support you on that. So I I, I want to circle back to what what you're saying about the convenience centers and why we close them and how it's it's about safety, you know. It's not just, you know, we want to close them because that's more work for us or because it's it's in, it's inconvenient for our workers or something like that. It legitimately is about keeping our citizens and our employees safe and making sure that our, our workers aren't showing up and having to, I, I heard you talking the other day about climbing up on top of a box to try to push things in to make sure that it can fit or to make sure that citizens aren't having to weave through trash when they pull up to, to get their, their stuff in there. You know, there's a high demand for trash receptacles and we've got to keep it safe. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're running our trucks and our people just as fast as we can, as fast as we safely can. And we'll keep doing it. We'll inform you if for some reason we do have to shut down for safety, close the site for safety. We'll right. let you know, and we'll let you know exactly when we're going to be able to open it up, when that time frame is. Again, it's really just for the good of the of everybody, the citizen, the mm-hmm. site attendants, and the community, and our drivers. Yeah. Well, no, Nick, I really, really appreciate you joining me today. Is there anything else, anything else you'd want to add or anything else you want people to know? No. If you ever have a question, stop by, say hello. Well, sounds good, Nick. I really appreciate it. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.